It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, I'm never going to ask permission for what I'm allowed to do ever again. I'm going to go behind the camera and I'm going to make sure that I get myself and my creativity and everything that I have to offer into a position where I can help see people of color, help others see people of color differently. Not as the other that doesn't deserve to share the stage in equal light with others. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Ladies, today we have a very special guest that we are super excited about. Her bio is impressive and her resume and track record, legendary. Let's get into it. Tony Judkins is the Senior Vice President of Programming Development for Hallmark Media and is based in Los Angeles, California. Tony spearheads the sourcing, conception, development, and production of original content that explores diverse, character-driven stories to entertain and engage existing viewers and reach new audiences. Her focus centers around bringing Hallmark Card's intellectual property to life on screen, including Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Mahogany programming franchise, as well as developing content inspired by the faith-based card brand Dayspring. Since 2013, under the banner of her production company, Moxie Media, Judkins has developed, created, and or produced content for such clients as Access TV, Overbrook Entertainment, and Amazon Audible. She's consulted on the launches of television networks, including, wait for it, Anthem Sports and Entertainment, and played a role in the launches of streaming services and digital platforms, y'all. Judkins has earned several industry awards and accolades throughout her career, some of which include the NAMIC Luminary Award, Cable Facts' Most Powerful Women in Cable, and Cable Facts' 100 Most Influential Minorities in Cable. Additionally, her work has earned NAACP Image Awards, and there's so much more that we could say about Tony, but we have an interview to get to. So, Tony, we're going to let the, the viewers and listeners hear from you. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. 
Yay. We are so you excited ladies, to have you. You ladies are doing some fine work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and so now we will have our quote of the day that will help ground us in this conversation. Our quote of the day comes from Terry McMillan. Black love is not just about two people in the relationship. It's about the community that surrounds them. So I'm going to repeat that one more time for the people in the back. Black love is not just about the two people in the relationship. It's about the community that surrounds them. Now, Tony, when you hear that quote and you think about the work that you do, what what comes up for you? What comes up for me, particularly with that that quote, when I think about the work that I do, is that oftentimes when we're looking at a story, we're we're crafting a story, developing a story, and it's a girl meets boy or boy meets girl story. Specifically for mahogany, I think a very important component that has to be there is the community, the community that supports our 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 protagonists, that uplifts them, that helps them see straight when they can't. You know, it's not because of all the challenges, you know, that we've had in our community. It can be hard to recognize love, develop it, believe in it and commit to it. And sometimes you need your community to surround you to help guide you along that path. You know, to tell you, I was speaking to someone the other day and it was a a young lady that, you know, is considering a relationship and she's saying the sky is great, da, 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 da but he's too nice. And I was, you know, I'm there to say, you know, you know, you may be 28, 30, whatever, and you may meet someone and they don't ring your bell in a certain way. They may come off as too nice, as too soft or something that just doesn't work for you. But, you know, you'll go through various relationships and you'll go through certain changes as you kind of continue to date and maybe marry and get older. And you'll come to a point, I'll guarantee you, where you'll appreciate nice. But sometimes, sometimes you don't, you know, as a a young person or a a young woman out there in the game, you may not see that. So that community, which which could include maybe someone who's walked down this road, maybe someone whose job is to explore all aspects of Black love, maybe someone who's just a a little bit older to help you, you know, kind of turn your head just a little bit and focus on what's most important. So I like I like to have the, that aspect of black community and I, particularly sisterhood and friendship present in these stories so that these, you know, so that our tribe, our, our, our community can lock arms with us and surround us and help guide us to the love that we want and deserve. Yes. Already coming through with the gems, Tony. That was a beautiful <laughs> deep dive into the quote. Now, Tony, I'm an East Coast girl. I'm from Philly. Mm-hmm. And I saw mm-hmm. that you went to Montclair State. So let's talk about the origin story. How did you become the Tony Judkins that you are today? Take us back. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to do right now is go back, way back. <laughs> so listen, I kind of grew up kind of all over. I, My mom and my dad are from Alabama. So I grew up, I first spent some time when I was a young child living on my grandparents' farm in Alabama. And like, I was really 
really small. But that was a very interesting, informative time in my life because, you know, I got a chance to see uh, just a, a, a very large family in a very specific time, in a, a time of struggle. It was, you know, right after civil rights. My sister was born at a time and we, we were like in the right in the mix of it in Montgomery, Alabama. Right. So I got a chance to be a part of a very close knit family. But we grew up in a very unique way. We grew up on a farm, basically a farm where we owned all the property where all any as far as the eye could see, we owned and any houses that you saw, you know, up the road or down the hill were all our relatives. So it was this talk about community. It was this community of family where we raised animals together. We went to church together. We were always together. Aunts, uncles, my grandmother, my grandfather, all on our property in basically rural Alabama. I lived there for a while, but that left me when it was time for me to leave the farm. It left me with such a strong sense of family and what family means how and what family does, that I was able to take that with me into my life as I went back to where I was originally born in Columbus, Ohio, and ultimately settled in Essex County, New Jersey. So, but as a very young child, probably when I was like seven or eight, it became kind of clear to me and others around me that I had certain talents. You know, I'm a person that could sing. I went to Montclair on a music scholarship. I went to the Performing Arts High School in New Jersey. I was, like I said, I was a person that could sing. I played multiple instruments. So expressing, being granted with the ability to have certain creative talents and then having the luxury to express them through junior high, through high school, through college. What, you know, it was natural for me and it may be a luxury to someone else, but it was natural for me. So all along, I always had an idea that my career would be rooted in creativity. So I, you know, took that with me uh, always, you know, I was always auditioning for plays or singing and doing community theater or regional theater. And there came a time when something very interesting happened to me where I play, I tried out for a play. And this was a very long time ago, but this was a pivotal part in my career. I tried out for the play Grease and no other people of color tried out. So the role that I wanted required, and again, this is going to sound crazy, but it, it required my character to kiss a guy, which was great. But this was the early 90s, late, early, early 90s. But no other people of color had auditioned for the role. So like the people that were putting the play on came to me and said, you have the best voice in the, in the, in the company. You killed it on the audition, but the board has deemed that it would be inappropriate for you to kiss a white guy on stage. Now, little have they known, I've been been kissing white boys. <laughs> but, but in 1990, 1990. It, yes. And that was heartbreaking to me. So I was given a lesson. It got to be like the late, late 80s, somewhere between like 87 and 91. And I was heartbroken and I was given a, a role that basically didn't have a real love interest because you know, they didn't want you touring around doing something that people would would frown upon. But that was a pivotal time in my life and in my career. And it, it, as heartbreaking as it was, it inspired me. And I said at that moment, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to go behind the camera. I'm never going to ask 
permission for what I'm allowed to do ever again. I'm going to go behind the camera and I'm going to make sure that I get myself and my creativity and everything that I have to offer into a position where I can help see people of color, help others see people of color differently. Not as the other that doesn't deserve to share the stage in equal light with others, particularly if you're bringing the same or in some instances, even more talent to help people see that we're no different. You know, you think about that now and it just seems preposterous, but that's what was happening at that time. But for me, I took that, that little setback, so to speak, and used it to fuel my career, to fuel a career where I had some input, oversight, or say-so in the Black image. And I've been lucky enough to do that over my whole career leading right up to now with the Mahogany Initiative at Hallmark. I have been trusted with this, with bringing this brand to life. And I make those decisions. I make those decisions about what people see, how we show up, how they see us, how they experience us. So I have had a lot of great breaks and great opportunities, but behind it all was my desire, my burning desire to show the best of who we are as Black folks. Look at you now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. And now you can choose from 50 plus weekly menu and market items with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences all in the same box without changing your plan. Make more time for your summer goals with their convenient step-by-step recipes ready in less than 30 minutes. Plus, cut down on meal prep with pre-portioned and prepped ingredients, including pre-measured sauces, spices, and dressings. Lady, I absolutely love Green Chef, okay? Can you hear the passion in my voice? It literally makes cooking for my family super easy throughout the week. And I appreciate the fact that they send me all the ingredients I need and the dishes are so, so yummy. Even my picky toddler has been tearing these meals up. Let me go ahead and tell you my favorites. I'm looking at my recipe sheet right now. We have beef cavatappi skillet, OMG, so good. We have chicken with garlic charred rice, OMG. And we have pork with cherry barbecue sauce. Baby, these meals are A1. Lady, just trust me on this one. Go go get your Green Chef, okay? Go to greenchef.com slash herspace60 and use code herspace60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash herspace60 and discount code herspace60 to get 60% off plus free shipping on the number one meal kit for eating well. Okay, so Dom, I want to share something very vulnerable with you. But first, lady, as you're listening, if you connect with any of the topics that I'm about to share, you got to stay until the end of this conversation, okay? We got lap dance lessons, plus size sexy skills, squirting 101, dirty talk skills, sex and disability, 
and the list goes on and on. So stay tuned. Over the past year and a half, I've been experiencing what I'm calling a sexual revolution. I don't know if it has to do with me being in my 30s now or becoming a mom, but it's lit. I'm really interested in exploring my body in new ways and learning about different toys and sexual techniques. And so what's been top of mind for me these days are better masturbation, squirting consistently, because why not? (laughs) Exploring new sex positions. And there's so much more, but I do want to say I am super excited because I've been attending courses on Beducated to help me navigate the sexual revolution. Lady, if you hear us endorsing a sponsor, it's because we've tried it for ourselves and we truly believe that you benefit from it too. Beducated brings pleasure-based sex education right to your bedroom. Access 100 plus online courses from the world's top experts. It's a safe space for all, no matter your relationship status, sexual orientation, or gender. You can experience from these courses how to have mind-blowing pleasure and different strategies to spice things up, whether it's with yourself or someone else or multiple people. There are also courses on how to build up your confidence because let's be real, ladies, oftentimes we don't feel like having sex if we don't feel good about ourselves. Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $10 per month. Get 40% off the yearly pass with our coupon code, HERSPACE. You can literally try all Beducated courses for one day free. You won't get charged for the first 24 hours and you can cancel anytime. There's also no risk. There's a 14-day money-back guarantee. Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $10 per month. Hey, lady. Have you ever been listening to the podcast and been like, damn, I wish I could be in the same room with Dr. Dom, T, and the other listening ladies? Well, you ain't the only one. Dom and I often talk about how we wish we could bring our authentic sisterhood energy to you in real life. So, on Saturday, July 8th, 2023 at 7 p.m., we are hosting a live podcast show and meet and greet in Oakland, California. And guess what? Lady, you're invited. We even have an exclusive VIP experience where you can meet with us one-on-one and attend a twerk class with us if you so choose. Did somebody say, oh, you Blatchett? The first 25 people to register will be entered into a raffle to win a Cultivating Her Space podcast swag bag worth more than $250. Visit herspacepodcast.com to learn more and register today before tickets sell out. I appreciate when I think about, when I talk to people who have had extensive careers and those pivotal moments that Mm -hmm. shaped their trajectory. And so as you talk about being the decision maker and wanting to make sure that Our stories as Black folks are being told, we're not a monolith and we have lots of stories to tell. Mm -hmm. How do you determine which stories are the ones that are going to be shared? Well, luckily, you know, Hallmark has in this current position that I have as SVP of Programming and Development for Hallmark Mahogany, we have a very specific lane. 
You know, the Hallmark, the Hallmark brand in general is built on putting more care into the world, right? That's been, that has been the mission of the Hallmark brand since its inception, some almost a hundred years ago. We tell love stories. So as it relates to Hallmark Mahogany, how can I share Black love in ways that it hasn't been seen? You know, there, there are guardrails here within Hallmark, right? So you're not going to come to Hallmark to see a violent murder mystery or an overly complicated thriller. You're coming here for a love story. So what I think is such a, a, a benefit and quite, quite frankly, an honor is that this lane of, I, I say here at Hallmark, it's time for Black women to have their happy ending. I'm just telling the story of these women, these characters having their happy ending, finding love, rediscovering love, facing the false and erroneous beliefs that they have about love, facing down and, and reframing things that they thought about love. You know, the, and, and, and coming from that point of view and framing it in that way, the pool of what stories to tell is seemingly endless. You know, so it's not all that one guy meets a woman meets a man, a man meets a woman, and they decide we're going to pursue this love story. You know, we're much more complicated than that. And as you mentioned, we're not a monolith. How many black women are out there struggling and they're going to school, they're educating themselves, and they're trying and trying and trying, and they turn around and they're in their late thirties or early forties, and like, oh man, I forgot to get I forgot to get married and have kids. Now what do I do? So there's so many different aspects to our love stories and our pursuit of love that are available and ripe for the picking for made-for-TV movies that I feel I could do this for forever. That's such a good point. So many stories mm-hmm. to pull from, especially when you think, I think yeah. about what you shared about your community and what you saw growing mm-hmm. up and being around so many people, that community aspect. And I'm sure you've heard lots of stories mm-hmm. over the years being so close mm-hmm. to your family. now. Tony, we want to we want to shift up the energy a little bit. We 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 have a bunch more <laughs> questions for you, but we want to shift things up a little bit. And because okay. we recognize and appreciate the multifaceted woman, and we here we believe that it's okay to be bougie and classy and ratchet. Mm-hmm. We believe mm-hmm. that you can be elegant and still dance to strip club music if you so choose. So, mm-hmm. Tony, we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment. Do you take on the challenge? <laughs> I am. Oh, my goodness. I was further down. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. OK, now that we got her, Dom, we'll okay. tell you what to expect. So, Tony, <laughs> we're going to ask you three questions. We're okay. going to share three sentence completions. And then okay. we have three photos pulled up of you on, that we're <gasps> going to share on the big screen from social media. <laughs> oh, my God. We want you to choose one photo and share okay. some context or something about the photo that we wouldn't okay. know just by looking at it. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> what did they She's sign like, me oh, up for? What did I put on okay. social media? Bring so the pen. We're going to ease into it. We're going to ease into okay. it. The first question for you, Tony, is mm-hmm. what's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? One of the best pieces is you have always have the opportunity to choose faith over fear because both faith and fear ask you to believe in something that has not happened. Oh my goodness. Can you expound upon that a little more? That's, I got goosebumps now. Such a gem. So when you are going, when you're trying something, you're in a situation, you're going for something, whatever it is, both fear will always rise its head, right? But you have an opportunity to also be faithful 
Because if you look at, if you put fear and faith next to each other, both of those states ask you to believe in something that hasn't happened. So you're fearful that the worst can happen. You're faithful that the best can happen. Which are you going to choose? So I, the way I incorporate that in my life is like if when I'm in a fearful state, I have to almost pinch myself and bring myself back to the present moment because the present moment is your only point of power. The past is gone and the future hasn't happened. So the only moment that you have to make that choice regarding faith or fear is in the present moment. The present moment is your only point of power. So basically, you preach on Mondays. Is that what we're getting into? <laughs> That's what we're at. Basically, I preach on Mondays. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. We're going to pass right. around the offering plate. <laughs> well, we're going to step outside of church for a moment. Okay. Because in this present moment, okay. I have four words for you. Okay. Twerk. Or two step, twerk. Hey, to work. I have a lot to twerk with. I know that's yes. right. You better twerk something. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. Great. Oh, these answers are the best. Okay, Tony. Number three. Before we move into the sentence completion, is what's the sexiest item you own? An array of thongs. Yes. Yes. Come to hear it. Yes. An array. An array. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 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 I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're going to move to the sentence completion. One question or topic I wish people asked me about more often is my knowledge of music. Mm-hmm. My knowledge of music. That is so funny, Tony, because the next sentence completion is what I'd love to share with people about my knowledge of music is (laughs) how important jazz is to all forms of music and how it has informed all forms of music. Is there anything more that you want to share about that? That is very interesting. It's just that, you know what, when I was a kid, I, like I told you, I I was talented. So I went to school and music scholarship. I played so many different instruments and my mother was married to a jazz musician and just the discipline of playing instruments and taking lessons and sitting down at the piano for two hours a day playing. or, Or I remember being a kid and thinking what I was going through was abuse, but it was giving me an education that would, that would take me further than I could possibly imagine. When my kids, my friends were outside you know, playing hopscotch or double Dutch, and my friends were listening to the Commodores, I was listening to Thelonious Monk or Oscar Peterson or not even jazz, but, you know, Beethoven. You know, I grew up in a very musical family and the discipline, the knowledge, the ability to see the influence of jazz in almost every genre of modern music is just fascinating to me. And it was something that spent a very, a long, a lot of my life studying. So that's always something I love talking about. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, 
not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So interesting. Thank you. Thank you yes. for sharing. Yes. <laughs> well, our final sentence completion. Okay. What I love most about myself is... What I love most about myself is... And I, this is not really blatchet, Right as much as <laughs> has been learning to love myself. What I love most about myself has been learning to love myself. The journey to becoming a woman that knows who she is and loves herself. That and my curves. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, no, that's yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Just dropping gems with ease. <laughs> now, speaking of loving yourself and your curves, we mm-hmm. have some photos pulled up of you, oh, Tony. Lord. So okay. <laughs> what we want you to do is we want you to okay. choose a number out of one and three, out of one and three, choose a number, okay. and then we'll show you that particular photo that's in the tab here. And then we want you to provide more context about the photo. So what number will you choose? I'm going to go right down the middle too. 
two. All right. Oh, I think you're going to like this one. So, Tony, we have some people who are only tuning into the audio. So if you can describe mm -hmm. the photo first and okay, then sure. give us more context about this photo. This is a pretty dope photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You girls are crazy. <laughs> okay, so this photo of me is a picture of me sitting on the Iron Throne. I post this on Instagram and it says for the throne. So this was a photo where maybe the season before last or the, maybe the season before last or the last season of Game of Thrones, I was visiting, was with a friend going to going to their friend's house for an afternoon of just kind of brainstorming and hanging out. It turned out to be an afternoon of just like drinking and eating cheese. But this, this was a woman who had worked, somehow was connected to HBO marketing. And she had a throne, the Game of Thrones throne, a replica of it in her house. So wow. we drank all afternoon. We had wine and cheese. We got pretty messed up. And I was like, you know what? I've got to take my picture on that throne. So we went upstairs. We took the photo on the throne. It was actually in the room and I held onto it. It didn't look like this. It was pretty much the throne. I held onto it. And then when the final season of Game of Thrones uh, was going to air, I got this ice, took the photo and I got it photoshopped to cut, cut the background out and place it, place me on it with the background from Game of Thrones. And there I am sitting on there with some type of sphere with the caption for the throne on it. <laughs> this is that was awesome. a part of my Game of Thrones obsession. <laughs> what an amazing story. And that fur that you have on is so bomb. Wow, I'm so glad you chose that photo. That was really fun. Yes. Thank you for indulging oh my God, us. That's hysterical. <laughs> In the OU Blatchett segment, we yes. love to hop back into these other questions we have for you. Sure. But that was that was fun. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was. It was okay. very fun. <laughs> yes. All right. So one of the things that we saw that you mentioned, Tony, is that you you are an expert on guiding stalled projects back on track. And I mm -hmm. imagine that there are some lessons that you can share with us that we could use for life, but also for projects mm -hmm. as well. What? How do you do this? How do you guide something that's off track? back on track or, you know, take it to a new direction? How do you do that? What skills can you, can you tap into to accomplish that? So the first, thank you. Is, that's a great question. So the first thing that I do is it comes from my spiritual practice and my spiritual practice directs you when you, when you're looking at a situation, you look at something, you could be stalled in your life is to see it from the end, go to the end of what you envisioned, go to the end. Right. And from, say, for example, you're designing a dress Steve, and visualize that dress completed. Right. So let's say you are trying to make it or you get stuck or what have you, whatever it is, if it's a dress, if it's a project, if it's a goal, see it from the end and from the end point. Now go backwards. What steps do I have to take to make this a reality? So when a project is stalled or was stalled in life, what is it that I want? What did I set out to do? What was my original intention? Now go to the end of that. What does this look like when it's completed? And once you have a clear vision of that, now you start asking yourself the questions. What do I not need to do? Who do I need to call upon? Who do I need to bring into the process? Where might I need to shift? 
Where might I need to rethink? But seeing that end result and have a vision for it, I believe nine times out of 10, you can work your way backwards. And, and if you're stalled, you can get yourself unstuck by asking a series of questions and taking a, a series of steps with intention of getting to your end game or your end goal. Quick follow-up question, Tony. When you think about people who maybe struggle in that area, that phase of being stalled, what mm-hmm. is the set, what are the common setbacks for them? Like people who have trouble seeing the vision, like what are the things that people who are stalled and they just feel stagnant? What what is what are the common Two setbacks things. that they have? Okay. Two things. Fear and unworthiness. Procrastination is fear because the underneath that fear is do I really deserve this? So when we are stalled, we construct all types of mental and subconscious obstacles to keep us from moving forward, right? So if you really spend time and ask yourself questions, what am I afraid of? Because what's the worst thing that could happen, right? You could, you can, some, someone can say, no, you don't get the funding. You can't find the answer. But those are oftentimes unnecessary detours that we put ourselves on. Unnecessary detours that when you dig deep underneath, do I really believe I deserve this? So asking those questions, what am I afraid of? When you Mm -hmm. are stalled, asking yourself the question, what am I afraid of? And What would happen if the absolute worst thing happened? And once you explore and sit with that, you now give yourself an opportunity to work yourself through it. I read an incredible book. The book is called The Obstacle is the Way. And the book basically posits that whatever your problem is, within that problem is the solution. Within the problem that you're facing is the actual solution. And that's a part of being stalled, right? So I can't do this because. I can't do this because. I can't launch the business because, right? So you've erected all of these obstacles, right, to keep you from moving forward. And and nine times out of 10, it's just a story. It's a story you're telling yourself to keep yourself stuck. It's a story you're telling yourself to keep you from moving forward. I can't do this, that, or the other thing, but what can I do? There is some step that you can take to move you closer to fulfilling your goal or to making your dreams come true. Ooh, all right. (laughs) Tony's over here preaching again and dropping all these gems and we're going to have to take notes and hit pause and rewind and play it again (laughs) so that we can catch all of these gems. Ladies, it's just mistakes after mistakes reclassified as wisdom. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. And so when we, Tony, when you think about the fear, right, Mm -hmm. and the unworthiness that comes up for a lot of us in in terms of decision making, Mm -hmm. when you all at Mahogany are telling love stories. How does that fear and this unworthiness play into those love stories? Like, how are we, how are you all helping Black women to see that they can win at romance? Well, the thing is that 
Gosh, I hate to. You're going to say I'm preaching again, but. I believe. We're here for it. (laughs) I believe that there are only two emotions. A Course in Miracles, which is a text that I, a spiritual text that I study, teaches there are only two emotions, love and fear. That's it. Love and fear. And where fear is, love cannot exist. And fear is just to cry out for love, right? So you have a character who says, I'm, I'm never going to commit. And here are my reasons why I'm not going to commit. I got my heart broken, or I don't believe that there's going to be a guy that, 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 or this, this, that, or the other thing. Well, all that's, all of those reasons are classified under fear, under fear. All of those reasons why I can't have this, why I can't do this, I won't pursue this, are classified under, under fear. Well, I got to spend time. I got to get my business going. I got to get my business off. I can't, I don't have time to date because da, 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 da. Or you look at, a, this is not a mahogany show, but you look at, oh, actually, I'll give you an, an example from our first movie. Our, ca- our movie, Unthinkably Good Things, which starred Karen Pittman as Karen Pittman, Joyful Dre, and Erica Ash. Karen Pittman's character, her name was Allison. She was in Rome, in Italy, teaching, and she was going to be there just for a finite period of time. She meets a guy, they start dating each other, but she doesn't want to get serious because I'm only going to be here for a while. I'm only going to be here for a year or so. And we just, we chose, we decided since I'm only going to be here for a very finite amount of time that we'll just date and we'll keep it light. But then he catches feelings. But she has this whole host of things. And then, you know, in a television movie, you need things that, you know, conflict equals drama. She gets offered the job of her dream. And she's like, well, you know, I, I can't go with you now. I can't go deeper into this relationship because I have to go back to the States. But if you break all of that down, what's underneath all of her reasons is fear. It's fear. It's a fear of taking a chance on herself and taking a chance on love. So we can dress it up a thousand different ways. And that's what good storytelling is. But at the base of it, oh, how does this character work her way through fear? How does this character work her way through mistrust? How does this character work her way through feelings of unworthiness? And sometimes you have friends. What's great about, you know, telling stories that involve Black women is that our friendships are so important to us. So you have your friends that surround you and in many regards act as mirror. This is the aspect, this one friend is telling you, you're being fearful. That's that aspect of yourself that is committed to speaking the truth to yourself. Right. This one friend is saying, yeah, girl, I'm with you. You don't need to take this risk. That's that aspect of yourself that wants to play it safe. You have another friend telling you, you've got to do this. That's that aspect of your soul beckoning you to go towards your dream. And that's what our job is, is to paint those characters, to to have those women show up in such a way that they they honestly are just a reflection of you. They look like girlfriends, but they're really just a re- reflection of different aspects of yourself that are facing you, that are asking you to work through your stuff and get to your desired solution. Does that answer the question? I think that answered yes. the question and more. And more. And more. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Now, Tony, I feel like this is a tricky question to ask, but we'd love to know what stories are you really yearning to see? Like what's something that hasn't been pitched yet that you love to green light? I want to show 
stories that are, I love the stories that are family stories, right? Multi-generations, multi-generational stories, but also has room for friends, right? So, you know, I love stories that show the different aspects of multiple generations, right? So going back to growing up on the farm, you know, I grew up around women who, I'll be honest with you, they really didn't believe in love. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone, not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the Rich Black Auntie. It was good. Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, they had hard, these, these women had hard time, right? They got, they worked to put food on the table. They didn't have the best relationships. You know, there, there was all kinds of ugliness in my family, right? So 
what does your story, your pain, your, ex- your experience, what have you taken from your life and imprinted unto your daughter? What does she imprint unto her daughter when it comes to stories of love? So those dynamics between mothers and daughters, and you know, Hallmark has done at a new series, it's not in the, under the Mahogany brand, but it's called The Way Home. I think it does it so well, right? All of those, those, those beefs and, 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 and issues and fights, things that have been unresolved, they're, they're there to be explored. And they're there to show you, this is how we've become who we are. But the great part of the story is, but where do we go from here? So I like to see that within friendships, I like to see that within families. And of course, I like a good old happy ending. That for me, no disrespect to what happens on other networks and other creators, does not have Black women going through a whole lot of Michigan. Sociopathic setups where my husband's sleeping with the pool boy who's sleeping with the late neighbor down the street. There are, there are places for that and that adds lots of drama. It's great in books. But sometimes just give me a clear path to love. Some may say that that's soft. Some may say that that's whatever. But I think we need more of that than what we have been given so far. Yes, we deserve that. Yes, and, yes yeah. we and more. Do. <laughs> yes, we've seen a lot. And so, Tony, speaking of like the soft and the happy ending, mm-hmm. we know there are lots of stories out there, lots of movies out there about mm-hmm. Black women. What? would be if you had to pick Mm -hmm. what would be your all-time favorite love story and why did that one resonate with you so much my all-time favorite love story is not necessarily a black film but since we're talking about mahogany i'm going to speak about that i really liked i loved waiting to exhale because i love the sisterhood of it all I love the Loretta Divine character. I love Whitney Houston and Angela Bassett. I loved how all those different women, you know, they were just waiting, you know. I love how ultimately you got a chance to see how they were standing in their own way, right? Particularly Loretta Divine's character, right? She was someone that that felt that, hey, she's overweight. You know, I myself am. That feels like sometimes you feel like, well, I don't deserve love. And Gregory Hines was like, no, you do. You know, to see people just, you know, just the different lanes that were carved out for those women. And they, you know, to see them kind of go through their journey to see Angela Bass's character give so much to one person and to be cast aside for someone else. You know, some of it was like really kind of hardcore, but I I did love that story. And, And second to that is I love the movie Something New. Something New with... And I forgot the guy's name, but it was an interracial story. And she, you know, was set here in Los Angeles. She, you know, was a businesswoman. She hires him to do landscaping. He's this gorgeous white guy for totally forgetting his Simon. Simon Baker. Simon Baker. Yes. Mm. And he falls for her, but she comes from the black middle class and that would be unacceptable in her, her family. But really, you know, then she's dating the perfect guy, but he doesn't move her the way that this Simon Baker character does. And she's, I think it was, oh gosh. Totally. Was it Blair, Blair Underwood? Blair Underwood, yes. It was mm-hmm. Blair Underwood. And 
And she had to work through her fear. She had to work through fear and work move beyond expectations. The expectations of herself or her education, her station, all those things would dictate that she should not only should have, but should want. And she had to go for what really moved her and what really spoke to her heart. And that that's a film that I, I just absolutely love. Ooh, that's a whole other episode right there. That's powerful right there. <laughs> going with their... Ooh, all right. My question for you, Tony, is mm-hmm. what, can you talk about your creative process? What does your creative process look like? And how do you do what you do for people that may listen and they say, oh, wow, her work sounds amazing. This this role and title that she has at the company sounds awesome. What does it actually look like on the day to day? And what does your creative process look like? Well, my creative process might be a little bit different than the average person because mine is a right brain, left brain process. So I have to look at, okay, we're in this world where we have to take this brand, this this amazing brand and elevate it and turn it into films. Okay. But okay. What, what does this, this environment that we're in, what does it dictate? What can we do here? What, okay. What can we do here? What has been offered to black women? What's available to them? What do I know from making television and, 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 and somehow servicing African-American women for years, what do they want? What are they missing? So there's a lot of research. Then there's also, what do I want to see? I think more than anything, my creative process starts, you know, I want to tell a story about a Black woman on a love journey. What do I want to see? One, I want to see her win. I want to see her happy. I want to see her have her happy ending. And I think about myself as a, a, I think about the viewers that have been ride or die, the Black women that have been ride or die for Hallmark for years, just waiting to see themselves here. I mean, what did they want to see? What did they resonate with? And so then I think about my, the, another part of my creative process, what have we seen already? What has worked? And I think I was lucky enough to go to the premiere of Waiting to Exhale. And I will never forget how that audience, it's New York City, I went to the premiere, Whitney Houston sitting down there, and it's just amazing how they reacted when they saw these women win. I rem- There's a scene where, I think it's Angela Bassett character, I think it's Wesley Snipes, I believe. He, they have a scene and they, they end up staying together overnight, but nothing happens. I remember in the theater, when they cut from the scene at night to the next morning, you see them laying in bed together, fully clothed. The entire theater just erupted in applause. I want to make those moments happen. I, my part of my creative process, how do I get to those moments? What story am I telling? How does she win? And then I, I set out to engage and bring, upon pe- bring people into the process that have a certain zone of genius that can help that come to life. That could be the writer. Then ultimately down the road, it'll be the director or the creative producer. That when we say, okay, these movies that we're making are foo-boo experiences. They're made for us by us. So I want to see the hairstyles that said, hey, there's a Black person behind there. I want to see the Mm -hmm. wardrobe where the colors are popping the way a mahogany card pops. Yes. So I got to get the right costume designer. I want to hear the music that sounds like Sunday in Philly listening to Jill Scott or the Jazzy Fat Nasties or Music Soul Child. You know, I want to hear, I want that soundtrack that every, in every aspect of it, you know, Somebody was thinking about me when they made this. 
So my creative process is to search out and bring into the, the conversation, what story do we want to tell? How are we going to make this? How are we going to make it as authentic as possible? And then yeah. it's really leaning on the people, the zone of genius. I'm so lucky on my team that I have people that are younger than me, right? That are like, you know what? Not that actress, not that outfit. Or yes, that. Or did you know someone? Like, I love having that point of view, having access, that the access to people that have different viewpoints. And then, you know, again, the love story, we, we know we're not in acts. This is supposed to happen in act one, two, three, and four, so on and so forth. So it's, it's following the formula, but in each time we endeavor to elevate it to some degree. And a lot of it is listening is listening and paying attention to what's happen- happening in pop culture. Yes, I love that. And so we know that the writer strike is happening right now and the industry mm-hmm. is being heavily impacted by that. And so what can we expect from Hallmark Mahogany like moving forward, knowing that that's happening, knowing there's lots of stuff happening in the world in general? What's what's coming up next for Mahogany? Well, luckily, we are in pretty good shape with what we need to create for 2023 and even early in the 2024. So I feel confident that we have what we need to fulfill our slate. I'm praying that there's no additional strikes, be that DGA or SAG. If there are, then, you know, we're going to have to make some decisions. But you can expect more love stories, more stories that and each one being you know, to take us into a different, a, a, a universal but specific love story that engages you in a fantasy on some level that, you know, really represents the mahogany brand, which is, I, I say, you know, I want to be there to deliver on everything that is important to the Black woman's heart. So you can expect more of that. You know, we're going to we're going to make some, we're going to take some swings. It'll be trial and error. But I think that, you know, if you begin with love as an intention and deliver on love, you can't go wrong. That's a great mic drop moment right there, Tony. We appreciate you. <laughs> we love the work that you're doing for us and our community because representation is so important and seeing us yes. depicted on the screen like that is so important. We have a bunch of notes. I'm thinking about beginning with the end in mind, having community. <laughs> Faith and fear, what you said about faith and fear, leaning into love. So many gems from this episode. We, again, appreciate you and thank you for your time. How can people support? Is there anything in particular that you want the audience to do now that they've heard a little bit about your story and all the gems? We'd love to give them a next step here. Check. Keep coming back to Hallmark website, the Hallmark social medias, Hallmark movies, Hallmark channel. Check out the the mahogany, the mahogany site mahogany insta and just support us show up watch the movies let us know what you want to see just just support us because if you the more that we support the more that i can do here we go and lady, i thank you ladies for give for giving me a platform and giving me an opportunity spending this very fun and insightful <laughs> thank you for being fans thank you for reaching out and yeah i mean it was just my pleasure to be here and we just want to get this out to as many black women as possible to you know yeah. this is where this is where your heart is. Yes. You are so welcome. It's our pleasure. Thank you again. And lady, you have your next step. So make sure you click the link in the show notes and go support Mahogany and Hallmark. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, Tony. Thank you.
Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am worthy of what I desire, period. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.